0: This is the Drink 5 Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Tuesday, December 8th, and we're going to be covering Week 14. It is playoff time. All right, guys. Well, hopefully... uh You all have made it this far in the fantasy football season, and you're still playing. That's a very good sign. This is the Drink 5 Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Jason, as always, joined by Dave. And tonight, we've got our uh, third head of Drink 5, Troy Maples, has made it here through thick and thin, through all of the trials and tribulations of the day. Congrats, Troy, for making it. Thanks thanks. for joining us. Hey, it's good to be here, man. Excellent, excellent. Uh, So, you know, gentlemen, uh, we're all in the playoffs, and we'll get get to that in a minute. Um, I I think you're in the playoffs in the Drink 5 League, Troy, right? Yeah, one of of three. One of three? Hey, that's not so bad. One of three looks good in some contexts. It looks bad in others. (laughs) So anyways, uh, we always like to start off the show, as you you know, uh, talking about what we're drinking. Uh, So I currently have the Sierra Nevada Celebration uh, Fresh Hopped IPA. One of my favorite beers uh, that I can get only seasonally. Uh, so I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, I'm glad that we have it. But we also have several other beers here. Uh, Troy, what is it that you have there in your hand?
1: Uh, I got a Psychops by Wisconsin Brewing Co. Um, it was a new one Dave and I picked out tonight.
0: Fantastic. And Dave, what is the uh, fine red, white, and blue beer that you're drinking over there?
2: Pabst Blue Ribbon. You guys know the name. You guys know the brew. It's fantastic. I, I'm drinking this as uh, as sort of a, a brilliant... Um, prequel to, to all of the all of the beverages that I'll be imbibing on this fine evening. I'm actually really excited. You guys know it's week 14 coming up, which means it's the first week of the playoffs of the fantasy football season.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I'm pretty excited for the playoffs. Playoffs. Now, we all got pretty lucky. Um, lucky? I, I, everyone got lucky last <laughs> week because there weren't many <laughs> injuries last week. Right? Um, so... Matt Shaw got hurt, uh, but he did stay in the game. Uh, He got hurt on the last drive. But, you know, you'll you'll notice a theme here with all the guys who got hurt, and we'll go over them pretty quickly, because most of them aren't uh, big fantasy studs. In fact, there's no fantasy studs that went out this week that will not be playing anymore. Um, So uh, Matt Hasselbeck had an injury, and he actually didn't finish the game. Uh, Football Jesus, a.k.a. Charlie Whitehurst, was pl- uh, finishing the game there, and it seems like they're probably going to be able to start Matt Hasselback again next year, next week, uh, and then it will probably be Andrew Luck. You know, week fifteen or sixteen coming back. Yeah, great. A little late. A little late. Yeah, a little too little, too late for most people. Mm. Um, but you know, you know, as far as they go, uh, I don't really see any fantasy relevance with Matt Stafford, or I'm sorry, with uh, Charlie Whitehead, Whitehurst. I'm screwing up all the names today. You'll get there, lucky Matt Schaub, uh, Matt Hasselbeck. None of them are really fantasy relevant. Even you know, in like two quarterback leagues, I don't really see them being very relevant right now. So uh, we don't need to worry about them so much. Uh, LaShawn McCoy got hurt in the game. He went out and he came back in the game. Still put up 100 scrimmage yards. He's done that for the last six games. So uh, I, you know, I, all systems are go f- in my book with LaShawn McCoy. You guys see any sort of you know trips in his future? Other than no. the typical injuries he always gets?
2: Well, it's impossible to see the future. Uh, we, we hope that LaShawn McCoy will I was be, testing you there. Will be going, uh, <laughs> doing well going forward. And Carlos Williams is finally getting back on track to start, so that'll be nice. Um, but no, I don't, I don't see any immediate issues with McCoy. Uh, for the time being, he should be an every week starter still.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to crack a beer that we had last week when Miguel was on the surly overrated West Coast IPA. In a can.
1: It's got a lot of Cubs colors on it. That's okay. For it's white red, Sox white, and blue. Fan, you should be disappointed. Do we want to talk
2: about more injuries? Do you have anything else to talk about?
0: Uh, so a couple other guys who got injured this week. Travis Benjamin didn't even play in the game, really. He only had uh, two targets and then got hurt. But it sounds like he's day-to-day. He will be back. I mention him because he does have pretty high upside for a, a lower-ranked wide receiver. Um, you know, I think of him as a high-upside WR3. So I still think that you should probably be starting him unless you have a lot of really solid options. Um, CJ Anderson got hurt. He's relevant because if he is out, still in his ankle apparently was a big problem yesterday. Uh, Ronnie Hillman will be more relevant. He'll probably be an RB2 with no CJ Anderson to split carries with.
2: Yep, that's a very important fact uh, because Ronnie Hillman is still available in some waiver wires. And so that is a guy that you could pick up, uh, perhaps. And uh, Denver will definitely be trying to start that running game because Brock Icewaller is not exactly a, a fantasy stud. So they're going to try to get that going first. Right. And if there is no C.J. Anderson, there's going to be a bunch of Ronnie Hillman.
0: So uh, Dontrell Inman actually got uh, taken off the field on a stretcher. And he, uh, you know, one thing I've noticed this year is that a lot of players have been basically carted off you know, in a terrible fashion like that, and they haven't, uh, you know, actually had much wrong with him, which is a good sign. You know, I, I remember hearing stories about like, well, they got to him really quickly, and they were able to cool down his spinal cord, and it kept him from being paralyzed. You know, sometimes they can do some crazy stuff if they get to it really soon. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it, that's happened this year, but, um, you know, good job, first responders. Um. So, anyways. <laughs> Well, it's definitely been... John Stewart an, it, stuck in my head from last night. I apologize, guys.
1: Well, it's definitely an interesting year, right? I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like this year's been a little more choppy as you're watching the game because of injuries. Uh, Yeah. I, it can drive you a little nuts well, to be we'll a have fantasy to, guy. We'll have to
2: wait for the numbers. Uh, almost every year we think... This year has more injuries than we've ever seen before, and generally, it's about the same as it was the previous year. But what you will look at is if you look at like the first round of people that were drafted, almost none of them are playing right now, except for the wide receivers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all the running backs, the quarterbacks—they're all not doing well or they're not playing, and, and that's—it's crazy.
1: It only matters as, as much first, as it first it, two it, rounds. Yeah. It only matters as much as it affects my team, though. <laughs> so, how, so, how does it affect your team directly? Uh, well, a guy like Dontrell Inman doesn't really affect No, No, well, we're talking things. about
2: the injuries this year in general. No, I mean,
1: Andrew Luck was a big loss for me this year in a couple of leagues. Um, I mean, obviously, unforeseen circumstances that Andrew Luck never had injury problems like he did. Having the problems this year, he did have those. But, uh, you know, I mean, you look at a guy like, uh, give me the name. Uh, Peyton who Manning? Who came in? No, who came oh, in? Oh, Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah. Matt Hasselbeck came in for them this year. I mean, is doing nothing near the amount of points. I mean, yeah, is he getting wins for the Colts? Sure. Well, but-
2: I- actually, Hasselbeck has been doing pretty well for a backup quarterback. In fact, he's the best backup quarterback in the league, probably. Except for Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but-, but Hasselbeck's probably going to be out this week, so Charlie Whitehurst comes in, and he is not going to be one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. My
1: point is that when you look at it from a fantasy value standpoint, right, you, what you think Andrew Luck's going to do for you on a given week versus what Hasselbeck gave you?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, you know, uh, going back to Inman, uh, the reason I bring him up is because we've all been chasing a guy in San Diego to replace Keenan Allen, and it's never there, and I don't think it's going to be there this year. So I'm saying... Don't bother with any more San Diego Charger receivers. They seem like a lost team. They're moving. They all seem to know it, but it hasn't been announced yet. So, you know, worry about them next year, but not this year.
2: Well, I had a number of good weeks with Stevie Johnson, uh, but you have a point in that it's unpredictable at best, you know, who uh, Philip Rivers is going to be able to throw the ball to when you don't have those really big targets. right. Uh, so,
0: Crockett Gilmore went down in the first quarter with a back injury. Uh, it sounds like it's possible he may not go, but they're also missing Max Williams. They're missing another tight end that they have for depth. So, they may not have any tight ends as of right now. Um, so, if, if he can go at all, he will play. But, I, you know, I, I don't like him as a fantasy option really this week. He has been a streaming option for a little while. Um, and then, uh, finally, Martellus Bennett was put on the IR today. Um, So it looks like Zach Miller will be a decent streaming option for the rest of the season.
2: Uh, tight end land, uh, Jermaine Gresham is looking like he, he's going to go down and might not start this, this week, but he hasn't really been doing a whole lot for the Cardinals. I thought preseason maybe he might be really good for them, but he's not. But one thing that I'm actually really interested in is Lance Kendricks on the St. Louis Rams uh, had a concussion, and he might not play. And if Kendricks doesn't play, that means Jared Cook gets all of those tight end passes. And Jared Cook has actually had a couple of good games this year, and Kendricks has had a couple touchdowns. If you combine their value together, there's a possibility that uh, Jared Cook down the stretch could be a really good uh, tight end two streaming option as well. Yeah.
0: Um, So I think that's about it for the injuries. Uh, Are there any other ones? I see uh, Kendall Wright got injured again last week, but he's really not that fantasy relevant. Uh, David Johnson looks like he'll be the only uh, running back again in Arizona, which is good for them. You know, They do play Minnesota, but Minnesota did not succeed in many aspects of the game last week. So, I think it's a decent matchup for uh Arizona. Um so Troy, you want to um you you write the waiver wires for us every week. <laughs> and um I want to thank you for that, <laughs> of course. But uh your your first guy, your quarterback is Tyrod Taylor.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh you know, I mean, <clears throat> without having things in front of me because of things that happened earlier today you want you want to
0: tell everyone what happened you think you want to tell everyone
1: what happened <laughs> earlier today i was arrested for the first time thank you jason for bringing that up i well hey yeah <laughs> nothing nothing serious there's just suspended license and uh, honestly it was a bad combination of being on the cell phone while driving so don't don't do that it's a
0: it's a cautionary tale for yeah, everyone yeah, yeah
1: yeah uh what i do know is tyrod taylor's been on fire lately against his top two uh or his last two opponents. Um, I know his last two opponents have been a lot better than what his future opponents are going to look like. Uh, I like Tyrod Taylor as a a play heading into the playoffs.
0: Mm, Definitely. Um, Taylor is owned in, um, currently in Yahoo Leagues, only 37% of leagues. Yeah. So, you know, he's still available in a lot of places. Um, Obviously, 37% at this time of year is probably more than 50% of active leagues. However, that's still a good guy to be looking for if you're going to need some quarterback film. I
2: picked him up last week. I think the most important thing about Tyrod Taylor is that Sammy Watkins is finally coming into his own, and oh, when, when very Watkins good. tears it up, which he should because he's one of the best athletes in the NFL, uh, over this last stretch, I I would, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to make a prediction, but I would definitely have no problem saying that Watkins should be a top 5 receiver for the last couple games in the fantasy championships well, yeah. spe- especially it, against Philadelphia and if Watkins is a top 5 player then that means that his quarterback is going to benefit a lot not to mention the fact that Tyrod nicknamed T-Mobile he moves a <laughs> lot as well he gets some touchdowns that are rushing he's getting a lot of rushing yards so he should be able to score you over 20 points in a standard league every single week from here on out, uh, and that's awesome. So if you don't have a number one guy, if you're rocking Matt Ryan, or if you had Andrew Luck... Oh, do and get
0: Matt Ryan out of your lineup this week.
2: If you're trying to you know, get by with someone who's just borderline, this is a guy to put in and could be top five.
0: Yep. Uh, so we've got a um, question from the chat room. He uh, uh, Fanatical23 wants to know, what we think of uh, Austin Severian Jenkins this week? Unless there's another ASJ I'm not aware of. Um,
2: so he... I'm an ASJ proponent. You
0: definitely are. He was on a limited snap count. He had three catches on six targets, I believe, last week. Uh, Dropped a touchdown. Um, He has a great matchup this week. He is our number four tight end this week. They are playing New Orleans. Jameis Winston has been playing very well. I say start ASJ this week.
2: He had the, uh, the number two amount of targets on his team last week, and that's with starting a third of the snaps that they played. And... Now, Jameis Winston, who's a guy who's been performing really well, he has Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson, and Austin Safarian Jenkins, Charles Sims, and Doug Martin. They are now, Tampa Bay, a playoff caliber team uh, as far as the NFL uh, you know has been playing. So Tampa Bay could somehow come in here and just sort of march right to the playoffs. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, now, I'm not saying they will, but they can. And ASJ, as long as he doesn't get injured... Uh, some people could say he's injury prone. He had a long time getting cleared, but now he's clear. And remember his first week, he scored like twenty five points or something like that in a standard league. Yeah, I, I can see this happening again against the league's worst passing defense.
0: I, I wonder, Troy. Um, you know, you're a big Bears fan. When Lovey Smith was here, did he usually kind of hold players back a little bit when they were coming back from injury?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's a Lovey Smith yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Is to make them sit in an extra week or two. Well, so especially if, you, sure. if you're
2: going to be sitting nine weeks or something like that, like Austin did. Right, you might as well. If any know, coach if is going to hold seven, him back. you might as well go
1: nine. Well, it's, and I think I think Lovey's a little more cautious with his offensive players being a defensive coach. Right?
2: Yeah, well, you you can't go from zero snaps to to sixty-seven snaps. <clears> you know, especially being a tight end that was uh, a rookie to begin with.
0: Yeah. So as long as he can, well, last you know, year get back into softening. blocking and stuff like that, then. I see him being used a whole lot on that team.
2: He was already used last week, so we already see a pattern of that.
0: Oh, yeah. And like I said, he's our number four guy this uh, week. So
2: I love it. I say pick it. him up and start him. The only guys you don't start him over are guys like uh, Greg Olson. i if he goes. Delaney Walker, maybe. You know, guys that have proved themselves to already be top five tight ends.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, running down the waiver wire, we've got James White in New England. Uh, The New England offense has been a little anemic lately. So, do you think James White is the answer, guys? you think that he's going to be able to, like, take a bigger role? Or is James White more of a... Depth pickup.
2: Well, let's talk to Troy. As we mentioned earlier, Troy writes the waiver wire column on drink5.com, something I suggest you guys all check out throughout the year. If you haven't listened to this particular podcast before, uh, please go ahead and and, uh, give us a review or a rating on iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe. We are available all the time for your questions too. Dave at Drink5 or Jason at Drink5 or Info at Drink5 or you can just ask your questions in the chat room. You can tweet us at drink Five. Yep, and on Facebook, we are Drink5Network. Uh, so, Troy, uh, having written all of the waiver wire columns throughout the year, you've you've had a lot of uh, players that you've touched on that have done well, some have done poorly. If we look at, at him, what do you think uh, his, his sort of prognostication is for the next couple weeks?
1: I mean, with New England more than any other team, it's the next man up mentality, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, and, you know, you look at... Uh... James White and what he did last week with 10 receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. You really have to start thinking about, is he going to fill that Deion Lewis role? Obviously, Deion Lewis, for a long time at the beginning of the year, no one was really hot on him. I think he might have made the waiver wire pickup two weeks in a row because he was still so far down in right, percentage. Nobody, everyone's been trained not to believe in the, wide, in the running backs there. Right, exactly. But this year, more than any other time, there's a lot of running backs out there that are quote-unquote RB2s that are being used in the passing game a lot more. James White proved himself last week. Unfortunately, it does come with New England. What that means is you you don't know what Bill Belichick's going to do with him. But you look at a guy heading into the playoffs, if you've got room on your roster, he's a guy that you should target if you've got that room because of his upside. I mean, 10 receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown, you can't ignore that.
0: Yeah, that feels like kind of a game flow thing, although, you know, they they were down a lot in the game. I don't see them playing from behind very much. You know, they're playing Houston, Tennessee, and the Jets. I don't know if they're going to be playing from behind. I do like White as, like, a bench depth pickup, though. Like, if you've got a guy on your bench who is, isn't playing anymore, like, if you still have Andre Ellington or Chris Johnson, you know, pick up, swap them out.
1: Yeah, uh, right on. That. And, I mean, you know what? New England's had so many injuries this year that the offense has to find a way to score again. Um I mean, Jason, what do you know about Gronk coming back?
0: Uh, Gronkowski is probably not going to be playing next week either. So, you know, you're going to be looking at Scott Chandler again. Um, You know, the theory behind Gronk is that, you know, they're going to take Gronk and try and get Edelman back by the time they get to the playoffs. But, you know, as as long as they can win another game or two, they don't
1: need to bring them back early. And that's my point. And writing this article looking at that, as you look at the injuries that have happened in New England – James White is a guy that can kind of supplement some offense for them yeah. for the remainder of the season until they can get some of those until guys back. So they get healthy.
0: some of the guys back. I like that. I like that thought. So Darren Sproles had a huge game this week against uh against New England. Uh he outtouched DeMarco Murray like 19 to 8. Something just absolutely ridiculous like that. Like no one has given Darren Sproles 19 carries since he was on San Diego. Um so do you think that that is more they're going to use Darren Sproles a lot, or more they're done using
1: DeMarco Murray. I mean, it's tough because all year I think people have been able to identify that Darren Sproles is better for that system. Would you agree? Sure. We, Just like
0: Ryan Matthews seems like he's a better fit.
2: Right. Dave, what are your
1: thoughts on that too?
2: I, I thought from the beginning of the year, we talked in the preseason, that uh, that he was not a good fit for this particular uh, offense. So I think personally that— Murray, that is, right? Correct. That Ryan Matthews was always the guy. Uh, I think that that they got Murray because they could get Murray and it was a big name acquisition. They thought that he could work well. But Chip Kelly's offense is not working in that same way. He's not straight through the tackles. He's not, you know, great offensive line, all powerful, opening up holes. You need guys that work in space. So you need guys like Matthews and Sproles. And I never understood it from the beginning. And it played out that way too. Uh, He had a couple good games because he's a really good athlete. But he's not the guy for this offense. He's finally realizing that. Uh, it took him only, what, 12 games to realize that? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's about it. I mean, here's and here's the reason I like Darren Sproles. Heading into next week's matchup against Buffalo, Buffalo this year has not had the defense that I thought they were going to have. I drafted their defense in fantasy aspects. I right. think he was going to be better. But uh, Sproles is the hot hand right now, and Chip Kelly's on the hot seat. That kind of coach is going to ride the hot hand a lot of times to try to save his job, in my opinion.
0: Uh, that's a good point. I you, could see that happening. You're
2: sure. absolutely correct. I, you know, you can you can downplay the fact that uh, you know, Chip Kelly said he would stay there. The manager said he would keep him, but they would always do that because they don't know what's going to happen this year yet. They're they're still just going to be Can't very ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, and there's been a lot of rumors about him going somewhere else because he hasn't done so well. He won. He had what ten wins in the last two years, and, and this year is not. It's not trending towards that. And Ryan Matthews expects to play against the Bills. So what I would expect is Ryan Matthews to take over the lead back role, Sproles to be a complementary back to Matthews, and Murray to have about as many carries as Sproles does. And I would say those of you that invested heavily in Murray, you'd be a fool to play him this week.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Especially if Ryan Matthews is starting this week, I say go with him. 100%. Well,
2: regardless, I mean they gave Sproles like 16 carries, so they're, they're going to basically give anyone the carries rather than than Murray.
0: Yeah, at this point, that's definitely the case. Um, so one of my you know favorite rookies, and you know mostly because I drafted him in Dynasty, is Devontae Parker. Uh, he's finally showing up and playing well. They really need that second wide receiver presence in Miami for that offense to work better. You know Landry was the second guy, even though there wasn't a first guy really last year. But Landry is the the guy now, and they need someone to take the heat off of him. Uh, So Devontae Parker has been pretty good uh, lately. Troy, do you think that he's a good starter for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we we really don't know what's going on with Richard Matthews, right? He's he's mending more than one broken rib right now. And Kenny Stills is nursing an injury as well. Exactly. So with injuries taking place there, Devontae Parker stepped up, and what I really like about him, 15 targets over the last two weeks. I mean, you can't ignore targets from a fantasy aspect. Right. But more importantly is the red zone looks he's got. And he's gotten two touchdowns in those last two weeks, too. That's excellent. I, you know, if he can become one of those tall
0: red zone targets, uh, like, a, a, you know, I don't know who to compare him to, really. Um,
2: you don't know any tall red zone targets in the NFL? Well, Come
0: on. Like, Come on, know, Jason. Come like, on on. there's like a Martavis Bryant, but he's not as fast as him. He doesn't have the wheels and the long bomb uh, potential that Martavis Bryant has. But he's got the red zone talent that Martavis Bryant has.
1: Look, I you mean, know. another thing to look at, too, is the matchups they have coming up, right? Especially when we're looking at the playoffs. It's, it's win or go home, right? So these waiver picks coming up here tonight are important, or any moves you make tonight are important. And Devontae Parker, I, I really like him because of the matchups he has coming up. The Giants are the 20th to pass defense, and then the Chargers are the 27th-rated pass defense.
0: Oh, that's nice. As juicy as they say. Yeah. And he, he also plays, you know, yeah, the Giants, the Chargers, and the Colts.
2: There are some other guys that are a little less owned. I like Brian Hartline. He's 8% owned, and I don't like him because Travis Benjamin likely won't play this week. Uh, I don't really like John Manziel, but that makes Brian Hartline the number one receiver on the Cleveland Browns. Well, Travis
0: Benjamin will be there. I'm sorry? Travis Benjamin should be playing.
2: Oh, I, I haven't heard that he was going to be playing.
0: Well, I mean... Day-to-day, day, not like week-to-week. Week.
2: You want him to play, is what you're saying. I, I would like him to play. <laughs> you know, I think he'll be playing. Uh, Marcus Wilson is a, is a pretty good pick versus uh, a couple of, uh, of matchups for Jay Cutler. He has to throw the ball uh, to someone. And with Martellus Bennett out, it's really it's Zach Miller and Elshon Jeffrey. And that's about it. Really? <laughs> you know, people on, on the podcast can't hear you. So what are you talking about?
0: So if you guys go to our website, you can read Troy's article. And you can see the photo that I assumed he
1: had submitted with his article. No. Which apparently... Not at all.
0: Not the photo that he submitted.
1: Why, Why would I admit that I lost? (laughs) <laughs> so so which one of you two submitted that photo okay. i was
2: you guys are not explaining this correctly so the on, on the waiver wire article on drink five there is a south park photo meme that says i checked my fantasy football scores and i lost and i <laughs> i think it's a funny picture but i did not directly attribute it to you because it's you i just thought it was a funny picture what i think is funny is Jordan that in of one of our more
1: important leagues dave you've yet to ever make the playoffs Oh. Why don't we talk about that? Well, let's talk
2: about the seven of nine uh, leagues that I'm in that I am making the playoffs. <laughs> okay.
1: Now at this point, it's just a dick measure. Right <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: it, it's really big, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a, something from the chat room says I noticed you guys have Julio Jones as your number five in standard league and number one in PPR. Pretty bold given his recent lack of production. Uh, so what I have to say about that is simply that it's it's all relative, is you know that's not an answer, soon. Jason.
0: Okay, I'll expand on that, but go ahead.
2: Well, uh, just just saying that, that someone is not going to do well in PPR because he hasn't been getting the targets does not mean that he'll not be getting them going forward. He but, has been getting the
0: targets, though.
3: Oh,
2: fair enough. Uh, I mean, getting the receptions.
0: He had eight catches last week, five the week before, which was, you know, very low, but then nine, ten, and twelve. He's getting all of the work, you know... In PPR, he's leading the league in receptions.
2: There's 102 catches already this year. What Jason is saying is that when you say lack of production, what you mean is I look at my fantasy team and I see that he hasn't been doing well the past week or two. Exactly. Uh, But that does not mean that he has not already put up a whole bunch of points.
0: He hasn't scored a touchdown in four weeks.
2: And the matchups don't matter for Julio Jones because he can beat anybody in the league.
0: And a a, a 15-point game from Julio in a PPR league is
1: disappointing. Yeah, and let's not forget the send a Julio problem. It's it's no. really not. It's well, a, it's, it's a Matt Ryan. problem. It
2: is, and you're going to start Julio Jones no matter what, anyway. There is no possibility or any like scenario or any alternate universe where you're not starting Julio Jones if you have him on your team. So, uh, so to, to Corey, answer your question, Corey
0: points out the matchup too, is part is the reason why he brings it up because they are playing Carolina, uh-huh. and Julio Jones, I. Th- you know, he's matchup proof in my book. Well,
2: Josh Norman is is fantastic, and he's been blowing up people left and right. But it, you're right, it doesn't matter because Julio Jones is bigger and faster than he is. Yeah, so, I
0: mean, we haven't got—they they, play twice in the next three weeks. Matt so Ryan has to put the ball
2: in his hands. But But what I will tell you, you know, if you're asking us about our particular rankings, is that we are not factoring in the fact that Matt Ryan has not been playing as well. Uh, that doesn't go into our rankings because that's that goes one step too far. Uh, we can only go by what the player is doing and how the player has done and what the matchup is. And according to the our... Player
0: doing worse because of Matt Ryan is reflected into it, but not directly Matt Ryan's performance. Yeah,
2: so I, ideally and probably, he'll still be getting between 5 and 10 targets. Uh, or, I mean, getting 5 and 10 receptions uh, this particular week, regardless of who's guarding him. And what he does with those is really up to him. Yeah, I mean, he was in first place by a lot, and now he's in first place by a little. <laughs> but he's still in first but
1: place. But he's still, the, the, yeah, the
0: best guy out there.
1: Well, and I mean, this matchup is kind of a trap game a little bit, too. I mean, granted, okay, we're getting a little bit away from fantasy here for a second. A but, trap game.
2: Well, how do you How do you mean? I
1: mean, you look at Carolina going up against Atlanta, right? I mean, are you saying still... Are you
2: saying that Atlanta's going to beat Carolina? I, I think Troy's yeah. hinting at it. Because well, I'll bet you on that. I, right? I No, I, I honestly <laughs>
1: think that there's a possibility that Atlanta beats Carolina this week.
2: I don't see that happening. No? No, I Carolina, Carolina almost lost to New Orleans. Well, sure, but but the reason that they almost lost to New Orleans is because they went in there thinking they were gonna stop him and Drew Brees was Drew Brees.
1: What well, what are they gonna think going in against Atlanta who's lost five in a row?
2: Well, they don't they don't have Drew Brees. They have Matt Ryan who's only been an above average quarterback his entire career. <clears throat>
1: Except for the first six weeks of the season. Really? What Ma- was he the first six weeks of the season? Good.
0: Better. Above I, average? I
1: don't know about that. That's above what I said. Average. Above average
0: quarterback.
2: Yeah. He's never been an elite. He just has a bunch of good guys that can catch the ball in any situation on his team.
1: Okay. Name a team that Carolina's gone up against that has the ability to score like Atlanta does.
2: That
0: Carolina's played? They yeah.
1: played
2: Green
0: Bay. Uh, they Okay. Played... Without without their top receiver.
1: Well, he's looking at the schedule.
0: Seattle <laughs> has a really good offense. But yeah, there's not too many like amazing offenses. You're right.
1: No, I agree. And I think Atlanta has that ability to turn it back on again. Yeah, maybe. That's, I, that's, that's I my so. point. I think it's a trap game. I am I think it's a trap game. I'm, tired of, trap I'm game. tired
2: of people saying, like, Carolina doesn't deserve the, the you They're know, the worst 12-0 team ever. The undefeated record? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Absurd.
0: You they're, know what? I saw a really cool fantastic. stat. They're fantastic. That said, uh, like, last year they beat the Saints with 497 yards offense and 41 points and, like, one other stat. It was exact for each game. And they're like, and someone jokingly says, see, just numerical proof that they haven't gotten any better than last year.
2: (laughs) I I mean, Carolina literally doesn't have receivers except for Greg Olson. They have Ted Ginn Jr., who has probably missed more touchdown passes than he's gotten. Uh, You know, it's really all there is there. Jonathan Stewart's been okay for the second half, but not for the first half of the year. The only, Jonathan
0: Stewart's still under four yards per carry. The
2: person who's really winning the games for them is Cam Newton. He's I, how long can he play like that? That's a question we should ask.
0: Cam Newton has twenty-five passing touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns.
2: It's crazy. That is awesome. That's the most touchdowns. Well, he's about not. to he's about to eclipse, I think, the the uh, entire league's most rushing touchdowns ever for a quarterback.
0: Oh, cool! Good for him.
2: Really? I think so. Uh, anyway, you know, it's a very good point that Atlanta does have a lot of weapons, but if we look at, uh, well, who, who's our, uh, golden boy who came out about, um, had a coming out party after Tevin Coleman got injured.
0: You mean after Devontae Freeman got injured? You're talking about Tevin Coleman?
2: No, I'm talking about Devontae Freeman. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not in an infinite <laughs> loop here. No, no trick questions here. <laughs> Devontae Freeman. So they had Devontae Freeman, uh, who finally showed himself as an awesome running back. Uh, but, but what's he been doing, uh, you know, the past couple weeks?
0: Um, kind of like Julio, he's been putting up, you know, a, a, a number of points that keeps him in first, but not keeps him dominant anymore.
2: Right. So we can blame all this, I think, on Matt Ryan and the offensive play calling and the offense in general. Uh, maybe the offensive line has something to do with it. It's just they're not staying where they should be staying in order to be a dominant offense.
0: I, I keep getting Devonta Freeman, Devonte Parker and Devonte There's Adams. a lot of Devontes out there Jason. Yeah, yeah, there's and they're all spelling their names But Devonta's
1: a not Devonte. I know. We Don't should play. play the the
2: Devont game at some point.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, Parker or Freeman's only been under 100 yards like four times this year. So, I really like him.
1: Well, what do you guys think about forward? him getting more involved in the passing game this last week, though? I mean, 10 receptions.
0: He's had. You know, he's been doing that all year. He's had two games with eight, a game with seven, a uh, bunch of games with five. He's had a lot of catches. Well,
2: you'll see the running back catch a lot of, uh, of passes any time that the offense is stymied a lot. Right. Uh, and is unable to move the ball downfield, or the defense is really good, and the secondary is able to cover... Uh, mostly versus probably man, you know, uh, defense secondaries and not the zone, because usually in a zone, any offense that's good uh, can can run some, you know, some uh, some screens and some other stuff like that and get pe- someone open. Yeah. But if you see him catching a ton of passes, it's the same reason you see a guy like Crockett Gilmore getting a bunch of passes because they're not no able to pass open. to a wide receiver.
0: Yeah. I think that you know if they can shift their focus in the red zone to throwing it to Julio more are going to have more success in converting and their offense is going to run better.
2: And what happens in general, every single time somebody complains, uh, that's a, a major athlete, a super powered guy, uh, when they complain about not receiving uh, red zone passes or not receiving enough targets, they get fed the ball. And Julio Jones was complaining. And so I think we'll see a huge game because that's what happens. They keep those guys happy. When they complain in the media, they feed them the ball. Troy is all about this being a trap game.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am. That's I mean, awesome. look, I mean, and a, a big part of that is because of Julio complaining. Des Bryant complained about it, and he started getting fed the ball more.
0: He should oh. complain that he wants a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll get him a quarterback. Well, mean, have Matt as long as they that. keep him healthy. Well, yeah, that would help. Uh, so your other wide receiver uh, waiver pick, Cohen all the way back to that, is Marcus Wheaton, who two weeks ago in Seattle had nine catches for 201 yards and a touchdown. Crazy game. This past week, he still had, I think, 50 and a touch. Um, so maybe, and uh, actually, Dave, I would like to ask you about Wheaton. Um, <coughs> early in the preseason, Ben Roethlisberger kept saying, I love Marcus Wheaton. He's one of the best guys on our team. That was actually, We're going to get him more involved. That
2: was, that was last year and, that was, and, and, this, and year. this year. But they, um, they like each other, yeah. They, they so a...
0: is is that is this a symptom of that? Is it finally coming to fruition,
2: or is this a fluke? They got this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Uh, I I think, well, a fluke, no, obviously not. He has been a receiver who has played 50% or more of the snaps every single year that he's been healthy and a part of the ball club. They love him. They they like him as a possession receiver, not as a downfield kind of guy. Last year, uh, him and Martavis Bryant were trading back and forth uh, the amount of snaps that they had per game. And that makes perfect sense. If you have a guy like that as a number three, he could pick it up any time. And this year, you're going to see him pick it up whenever they're playing a good defense that's able to cover Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown to the point where Ben is not comfortable throwing them the ball because he thinks that it could possibly be a turnover. Now, as good as Antonio Brown is, and he's really good, uh, Martavis Bryant is not that good yet. And Martavis Bryant could possibly, you know, if he's being guarded by a really good DB or something, uh, he could possibly give up the ball because he's not exactly sure where he's going. Uh, I think he's more of a burner. I think Marcus Wheaton is a more intelligent guy that's going to be a better route runner overall, and I think that you're going to see him excel in any game where the defense is really good uh, against the pass.
1: I agree with Dave. I mean, uh, that that intelligence and route running is really going to come to play here in the coming weeks. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have two top five defenses that they're getting ready to go up against. Yeah, they
2: played two tough teams before they played two not-so-tough games. <laughs> yeah,
1: <sure. laughs> They've uh I mean they got the Bengals next week in week fourteen and then the Broncos is a big, big looming threat for Antonio Brown coming up in uh week fifteen.
2: Right. And and so let's say assuming Ben is still the quarterback there, Antonio Brown should have a good game because he does whenever Ben is under center. But when he's playing a really good defense, there's a possibility that he could be stuck for, you know, five for fifty, uh five for sixty. Uh, and if that happens, then they're going to be throwing the ball to Heath Miller, to Marcus Wheaton, and to Martavis Bryant. Yeah,
0: He's not big enough to just overpower every single match. He's a small a guy.
2: Boss. He's right. just really good.
0: He's not just really good. <laughs> he's the best.
2: <laughs> he's arguably the best.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he was the size of Julio with those that, that cutting and those skills, he'd be clearly better than
2: him. Unfortunately, if you're as tall as Julio Jones and as big as Julio you Jones, can't cut like you that. can't cut like Antonio Brown.
0: Right.
1: Right, I mean, you look at you don't return uh, punts like that. Right, you look at what beats good defenses, and it's route running. And Dave, you nailed it on the head. Marcus Wheaton is a good route runner. Um, Well, I'm a huge
2: fan. You know, last year Marcus Wheaton was running things that shouldn't have been there. He he took a it took him a long time to get the offense. And people might not think that the Steelers offense is that complicated. But as soon as uh, the Bro came in there, he started running some plays that were actually pretty, uh, you know, intricate. And a lot of wide receiver outs, and a lot of back and forth, and a lot of cross patterns. And so they're doing stuff they never did before. And one thing about the Steelers that I will uh, always, you know, at least in this regime, be behind is that they know how to bring up receivers. Their receivers coaches are fantastic. And you can tell because you can see all the receivers that aren't on the team anymore that came up in that system that are excelling other places.
0: They have a great program. They really do. Right. Uh, So Richard Rodgers is on the waiver wire list. Um, He, you know, had the crazy catch at the end of the Thursday night game this past week. Um, He's been on and off the list for most of the year, right?
1: Yeah, he's definitely been on and off the list. I mean, Jason, this one's a bit of a sore subject, buddy. I benched him this week in the Dynasty League. Yep, cost me a trip to the playoffs. And, uh, I mean, it's been a tough year with Richard Rodgers, but one thing's for sure in Green Bay They're looking for that playmaker still. There's no one out there right now that isn't that playmaker. I'm not saying Richard Rodgers is going to be that guy. But the bottom line is, against Detroit last week, I think they definitely showed enough confidence in Richard Rodgers. Yeah. To,
0: he's worth a pickup. In the last five weeks, he's had no fewer than five targets, no fewer than three catches. He did have one dud week in there of three catches for only seven yards. But they played Dallas, Oakland, and then Arizona in Week 16, so not a great matchup there. But the next couple weeks, not so bad. You know, maybe if the Green Bay offense can use this game to kind of springboard and uh, play like they're supposed to. You know, it sounds like they're going to make good with Eddie Lacy, and if Eddie Lacy is running well, this offense is going to work well. I have uh a,
2: a, have a league where there's uh two tight ends and it's a it's a big league and it's a deep league. And I picked up Richard Rogers earlier in the year and I played him every single week and it has not been a problem. So uh I mean People can say what they want. He's always rated lower than he should be. He's always a good tight end, too, every single week. He has give touchdowns this year. Yeah, he's good.
1: When you know it, as an avid uh, daily fantasy player, that's a very good point, Dave, is he is rated a lot lower than what he should be.
2: They're like, every single week he'll do well, and they'll be like, well, yeah, but he won't do well next week. And I'm like, well, that's stupid to even say that. Why, why <clears> would that be the case? Why, why would you suddenly say he's not going to do well next week? It makes no sense. I, I mean, it's it's to say, the Green Bay Packers, they, they always have a, a tight end that looks like they're going to do, but then they don't really perform up to expectations. Well, that's bullshit. We, we know as fantasy football players that you should not really give a shit about the previous uh, history of a player after they have performed well for several weeks. At that point, you should wipe away the previous history of the player and say, this player is doing well under this regime with this quarterback and nothing else matters. And you start him until he proves you wrong.
1: Yeah. Right. That that and I mean that size is something to talk about too. It's six four two fifty seven.
2: He's a big guy. That's like that's basically me, except uh muscle instead of fat. <laughs> Let's be real, Dave. A few, few,
1: no, few I'm, years. I'm like six four, two forty. Where do you put it all? Uh, I don't know. That's, oh, a, wait. that's a good question. Wait, what's in your hand right now?
2: A
0: PBR. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh so kicker pickup, Matt Prater. Oh. Uh, he's been kicking well. You know, he was a great kicker in Denver and had, like, the yips for a little while. And, <laughs> the yips are uh, the alcoholism. Yips. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyways, he's Mine better get sued. now. sued? No, you'll be okay. <laughs> we'll be the ones getting sued.
2: I don't, say need alley, to, I, I don't need to go to jail again. You just say, alley-alley oxen free and you can't get sued. <laughs> there we
1: go. You're good. I, so. I just, I don't need to go to jail again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyways, the Lions are good at not scoring touchdowns, which means you want to have their kicker.
1: Right, I mean, he's got uh, double-digit points in his last three weeks. You can't ignore that trend, right? Uh, Anytime a guy's got a trend like that, um, you have to follow that. I like Detroit because, yeah, they, they do move the ball. But inevitably, a lot of the times, it's not even their fault. There's penalties (laughs) that that just absolutely kill them. It's it's laughable. It really is laughable. But there's those penalties that kill them. And, and I mean, honestly, it's almost like you should start trending towards Detroit kickers, no matter who it is, because they're going to get in the red zone and a face mask, a holding call. Whatever's going to happen, they're going to end up with, like, a second and 35.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, Dave, any uh, defensive pickups that you want to recommend this week?
2: Hmm. Well, um, I, my, my defensive rankings have uh, Kansas City Chiefs, St. Louis Rams, the New York Jets, the Carolina Panthers, the Seattle Seahawks, Denver Broncos, Arizona Cardinals, New England Patriots. Those are the top eight. None of those guys are, are probably going to be available for you. Kansas City Chiefs are, in my opinion, the best possible defense to go forward with into the playoffs. They've been playing lights out. They were they're playing now how they should have played at the beginning of the year how they were drafted to play. Uh, Kansas City is doing really well, but guys that you could pick up right now, uh, I I do like the Eagles if they're available after uh, after last week's performance they had a lot of defensive touchdowns and I think they'll do the same. They're not a great defense, but but they're going for turnovers and that's the kind of defense that you want especially if you want like a high upside team in the playoffs. I also actually. I think I, I like almost the best out of all of these, um, the uh, uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Because it, it, say what you will about them, but again, Lovey Smith's defenses have, have been able to turn over the ball. So what I'm looking for is if you're looking for a streaming play uh, that is not one of the top plays, that is not a defense that is owned by a lot of people, you're looking for someone that's going to get you a defensive touchdown or two, because that is going to turn the tables. And I think Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, uh, maybe Indianapolis, uh, have the ability to do that.
0: Yeah. Tampa Bay only owned by 11% of Yahoo leagues, uh, Philadelphia higher, they're owned by 59%. Um, but I I like that Tampa Bay pick. They are running up against a, a problem with, I know last week they were missing Gerald McCoy Uh, And one of their other defensive linemen, I don't know if they're going to be back yet. Um, And if you have the Minnesota defense, I would not start them this week.
2: No, they're They're missing three.
0: Yeah, they're missing a whole bunch of big players right now. Um, So you're going to want to get rid of Minnesota. We'll get some other guys uh, definitely on the list.
2: As far as defenses that people might be starting, but you should probably get rid of. Uh, I think the Titans are not as good as, as they've been cracked up to be the past couple of weeks. They were saved last week by a defensive touchdown, but that's not going to happen every week, especially not against the Jets. I think uh, that'll be an issue. Uh, and also, I think it's a sort of a trap game, taking Troy's earlier uh, uh, terminology, uh, to pick the Packers against Dallas. Um, and Dallas is a, is a crappy team. They really are without Tony Romo. But I think that against the Green Bay team, they're just going to be... You know stuffing the ball down their throats and trying to 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 keep the ball real close to their chest and not turn it over, uh, especially after last week where they where Darren McFadden turned the ball over twice uh in in two fumbles, yeah, so they're gonna be practicing all week on not giving the ball away uh, yeah I
0: mean that, that was his first two fumbles of the year, but two in one game is
2: is you know that's bad, okay it's not, it's not good okay. okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, drink to freedom, gentlemen. Cheers. Every day in the week, I've been in the city. If I've played too long, people try to pull me down. They talk about popping, lock us down. Well, here at Drink Five. Some people may say that we have a gambling problem. I just say that we like to, you know, make bets and put our money where our mouth is. Uh, So this past week, we uh, had Miguel on. Miguel uh, made some trends bets with us, made uh, a lineup with us, and we'll be making a lineup with Troy here soon. Um, But we'll go over the trends that we had from last week. So um, last week, we wanted to know, since Matt Stafford was playing better, will he be able to score 20 points or more? Against, uh... Who did they play this week? Um, Indianapolis. In, in, no, they played Green Bay on Thursday night. So anyways, uh, we said, will he score 20 points or more? David Miguel said, yes, he would. I said, no. Stafford had 17. So it was close. 220 yards, two touches, 22 yards rushing. Uh, so he did not get it there. Uh, Cecil Shorts played. Uh, we, we wanted to know, will he score 10 or more points? Because He had been doing very well lately. Uh, So in typical Drink 5 fashion, we all enthusiastically said, yes, he will go over 10 points. Um, But he did not. Cecil Shorts did not. Uh, He was close. He had 9.2 points. So we'll drink for that, uh, for missing it, and for, you know, Cecil Shorts. Drink 5.
2: Super close, man.
0: Very close. Um, These were all sort of close. The next
1: one wasn't that close.
2: You need a beer, Dave? Did you drink my beer, Troy?
1: No, oh, that's my beer.
2: <sighs>
1: what would you like to drink? Don't beer? get mad at me because you I just I swear there so was past. one right here. I, I'm pretty sure there wasn't ever anything in that glass. No, no not, a, not a drop. No, there definitely was you not anything psychops? ever in that oh, glass. Oh,
2: my goodness. Yes, a uh, psychop.
1: I can't believe you just accused me with an empty glass. I mean... <laughs> dude, that thing's still warm. It really is. Touch it.
2: Well, go on, Jason.
1: Uh...
0: So Jay Ajayi uh, was playing better, not going crazy. we wanted we, we kind of set the line a little high on this one. Uh, we, we set his line at his peak numbers, which was nine point eight points um, so they they did have an easy matchup against the Ravens, but he did not he only had 12 rushing yards and a two point conversion mm-hmm. three point two points total. Dave you said that yes he would Miguel and I said no uh, so I've got two Miguel's got one and you have zero. Uh, finally zero's was good. Looked at Greg Olson. This isn't golf, I'm sorry. Uh, And Greg Olson had been playing well, uh, but quote-unquote trending down, just if you strictly look at the numbers. But obviously, he's still playing very well. He's still a weekly starter. But we set the line pretty high on this one. Uh, Will he score 14 points or more against the Saints? And he did have 129 yards, but he also had a fumble. So he had 10.9 points in a standard league. I'm the only one who said that no, he wouldn't get to the 14-point mark. Um, so I finish with uh, three. Miguel had one. Dave, you had zero. So both you and Miguel, I believe, have to get me a pound of high-quality bacon, and then I will make something awesome and share it with you
2: guys. Oh, that's terrific! Uh, speaking of bacon, if anyone's in the Chicago area, a shout out to uh, Bacon Fest Chicago, which is on April 30th and May 1st this oh, year. Oh, Bacon Fest Chicago! Bacon Fest is fantastic. You pay uh, you pay a couple bucks and you go get free drinks uh and uh, and all of the bacon appetizers and entrees you can eat so go check it out BaconFestChicago.com. Uh we we appreciate it and actually we'll have uh, uh, Seth uh, which is one of the Seth Zura, one of the the co-founders of baconfest on the show in the off season when we do the retrospectacle podcast uh, I want to encourage you guys to listen to that where we do sort of a topical thing instead of fantasy football but back to fantasy while we're here uh it is bet season and jason what else we got going on uh
0: so we had a little auxiliary flyer bet um we picked guys who were like less than 10 percent owned just to see how you know if would they do well yada yada um dave you picked uh, a parker who had a touchdown a very good game i had luke wilson the uh, tight end in Seattle and then Miguel had Mohamed Sanu who only had one yard rushing or one carry uh, in the game. So, Dave, uh, you get a proper shout out, and I don't know what that consists of necessarily, but let us raise our glasses uh, and say, Cecil Shorts. Dave, <laughs> Cecil Shorts. Are we supposed to say it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, thank
2: you for the shout out. This is not what I envisioned it to be.
0: I, I mean, you can give yourself a shout out. In the form that you expected.
2: All right, give me five seconds. Can, all I, can I have the floor,
0: people? The floor is yours, Dave.
2: All right. I'd like to thank all of you very much. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm going to win all of my fantasy leagues this year. Cheers. <laughs> Seven <laughs> can, we, can, we Cheers <laughs> can, can we make a bet against that? Cheers to me. Can we make a bet against that? I would love to.
1: Hey.
2: No, <laughs> you cannot. However, I, I'll bet you that I win... You guys had a bet like that one year. I'll bet you that I win two of my seven fantasy football championships. I will
1: bet you right now for next year's three-minute warning. That
2: seems ridiculous. Why? I mean, you've never made the are playoffs. Are you going to bet me that I won't make the playoffs? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to bet you. Okay, you never it, made the it's playoffs. It's in my favor that I will, like statistically.
1: Yeah, Six out of ten teams hey, make it. Dave, the Chicago Cubs. What do you want to bet? You are the Chicago Cubs of this. the fantasy football... I, we, will, I will buy a GOAT and win. I
2: will sacrifice the GOAT just so that I can win. I don't know that that's going to help you. No. I'll buy a Bartman and sacrifice the Bartman just so I can win. <laughs>
1: I mean, we can choose to that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what.
2: Let, let's bet. What should we bet? That you don't make the playoffs next Correct. year. Correct. You think I will really? not make the playoffs. Just to give uh, the folks a little background. And remember, Troy, we're, we're on the air, which means that all these people listening don't know the background. The background is, I've been in a league for, I don't know, four or five years now, and the league that I've been in, uh, although I've done well in other leagues, I have never made the playoffs in this fantasy league. Never. It is a two-quarterback, pretty much standard league. It's half-point PPR, some return yardage for defense. Not a big deal. Not anything that drastically different. It's not too complicated for you. From anything else. Thanks, Jason. I
1: think it is too complicated You've won for a league him. with almost the exact same thing I have a feeling it's a two-quarterback aspect. He just doesn't seem to get it. Well... <laughs>
2: Okay. Well, regardless, I think that uh, we should make a bet. And uh, w- what is a proper bet, in your opinion?
1: You call it, man. I'm calling you out, so you call the bet.
2: Okay. So, we made a bet already this year. Earlier, we had Glenn on the podcast. Glenn's one of the people that play in our league. It's called 3-Minute Warning. This, in the same league. And the bet was that uh, the person that lost would have to wear a pink shirt, solid pink, to the uh, draft. Now, I don't think that's too much of a bet since I've seen him wear solid pink before, but that's what we decided on. Uh, I think for this bet... Uh, now, it, it's going to be a long-term bet, i got to tell you. Yeah. Uh, and by long-term, that is... Uh, we're not going to know if it's going to happen. Until this time next year. Until this time next year. That's all right. So, here's what's going to happen. It'll be before this time next year. Ooh. <laughs> well, of course it will. It
0: could be one way or the other.
2: No. we. make You could have
0: clinched tomorrow. the playoffs earlier than this. I like
2: it. So, next year... Damn,
1: I won't let it happen. Positivity.
2: positivity. Next year, <laughs> when, when you're on the podcast... Um, we'll do this again... Um, and the, and we'll, 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 okay, we'll have you on the podcast at the end of the year. Okay. At some point after the playoffs have been clinched and this bet has been decided. And whoever loses the bet, so if I don't make the playoffs, and you, if I do make the playoffs, has to wear a onesie on the podcast.
1: That's the deal. That's <laughs> the deal. We'll post it to the website, too. Yep. Of course. We'll post pictures to the website. So we're good? Yeah, I'm down with that. You know what? I want to add one more thing to that. One more thing. Yes. How is there another thing that needs to be added? I think that in the onesie, in said onesie, you should have to do a beer bong.
2: Oh, that's While drinking the onesie? That's While
1: you're in the onesie. While wearing the onesie? Yeah.
2: Okay, so you have... Or we
0: we have chugglers here. That's pretty close. Whatever. You You must You
2: must do a beer bong while wearing a onesie on the podcast.
1: Yes, and it needs to be posted on the website.
2: And it'll be on the website. (laughs) All right. It's a deal. Cheers. All right, well, you guys better you better write that one down, Dave. Cheers to me not uh, write it down for missing the playoffs next year. <laughs> Someone's wearing a onesie. Well, I'll tell you what. It's going to be hard to find a onesie that fits me. <laughs>
0: I'm sure they make them.
2: 6'4 is a lot if harder If it doesn't than, fit, uh, it's that much better. 6'4 <laughs> is a lot harder than 4'6", you know.
0: <laughs> it better have feet and everything on it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my God. All okay, right.
0: So, uh, shall we move on to this week? Yes, indeed. Okay, uh, so... The uh, quarterback we will talk about is Blake Bortles. He has been trending up and up. Right, eleven point six against Tennessee, twenty three against San Diego, thirty two last week in Tennessee. So he goes to he plays Indianapolis at home this week. Um, he put up nineteen points against them last time they played. Uh, so Bortles he's been playing well. He had five touchdowns last week, which I would like to call the Cam Newton special. Um, so can Bortles put up more than twenty points? As in twenty point zero one or more, at home this week. Troy, you're our guest. What do you think?
1: Yeah, going up against Indy, I really think that he can put that up. Uh, Blake Bortles has been developed up to this point. He's improved so far up to this year. Um, And you know what? I have to admit something. I dropped him in Dynasty League a little early. I picked him up. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Hey! Oh, I'll tell you man.
2: what, Bortles is the reason why That's I'm worse in the That's worse than
1: dropping D'Angelo Williams.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what, I mean... I feel better it's... about that move now.
2: You I... poor bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he says yes, uh, Jason. I say yes. I say yes.
0: Alright, we're unanimous Two, on this one.
2: I, the thing is for me, Alan Hearns was out last week. Alan Hearns is going to be in this week. Uh, Robinson might be covered pretty well, but Hearns is going to be able to score those touchdowns, and so is Julius Thomas, who has been acting up like a toddler. <laughs> He's having temper tantrums in the touchdown What a area. wonderful
0: transition. Speaking of football players acting like toddlers,
1: we have Deshaun Jackson. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> that was a crazy
2: game, man.
1: What was uh, that, a negative 22-yard fumble? Oh, something. No,
0: or... because you only get the fumble at the end. And besides, it's return yard. It doesn't It doesn't count. No. It counts. It, it's it might not it count returned. officially, but it counts. Oh, no, it counted. <laughs> of course, it counted. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So anyways, the last three weeks, he's had at least 12 points. 14.7, 12.6, and 12 points. Uh, this week, they played the Bears. Uh, and the Bears don't have a very good secondary right now. Um, so I want to know, will he keep his streak up and score at least 12
1: points against the Bears? Dave, you're going to go first. Or you want me to take that?
2: Hmm. You can go You can go ahead and do it again. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. And why? And tell us why.
1: Well, I mean, it's tough because I, I I am a Bears fan. But, I mean, the bottom line is we saw that this week against San Francisco, right? The Bears still have a lot to work on. That defense has grown a lot. Granted, it has grown a lot. But the secondary is still something um, that needs to be built upon. And Deshaun Jackson just has a skill set that I don't think they're quite possibly ready for. With him being the playmaker on Washington, Yeah, 12 points. I mean, come on, man. The second he scores that first touchdown, it's basically over.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay,
2: Uh, Dave? We're going counterclockwise?
0: Well, we can go clockwise. I I will say yes. Uh, I think he's going to go over 12 as well. He's been complaining about not getting the ball, and uh, like we said earlier, that usually translates, if you're a good player, into getting the ball more. I say yes. Okay, so we're unanimous on all of these so far.
1: We have to stop agreeing. Well, well, we'll something's see wrong. <laughs> well, at the very we least... We have tiebreakers,
2: too. There'll be a tiebreaker, but but yeah, Jay, you got to make stuff happen in the middle, my friend.
0: Okay, so um, Buck Allen, he's been trending up. Uh, he had 11.5 against St. Louis. Let's call him
2: Javorius, because people with more syllables in their name are more fun.
0: Okay, Javorius Allen was at Cleveland, scored 14.4. Uh, he was a modem, apparently. And then at Miami, he had 23 points.
2: <laughs> 90s joke. <laughs> 80s and 90s
0: jokes. Oh, beep, 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 beep. So this week. Whose they have nickname to play... is
2: 28 8. Troy doesn't even get the joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> How about a, someone just called Baud? <laughs> Baud. That,
0: that sounds like a character from Dune. Yes, it does. Uh, okay, so Spice. this week they have to play the Seattle defense, right? They Seattle totally shut down Adrian Peterson last week. Uh, so Allen is projected for only ten point four in Yahoo, uh, but I say we can be bold here, guys. Will he score fourteen points or more? Seattle is currently giving up thirteen points on average to opposing running backs.
1: I mean that's tough, man. I mean Baltimore's so one dimensional because you're going to start the all of these choices. Yeah, I am. You know what? All right, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I am. Okay. So uh, no, I mean Baltimore's so one dimensional right now because uh, the injuries. I mean, honestly. Matt Schaub's in there. I mean, what are you going to do with a backup quarterback? You don't really have a playmaker wide receiver. Sure, you've got something. Yeah, exactly. But the what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, is he going to be fed the ball a lot? This is what makes this tricky because is Buck Allen going to be fed the ball a lot?
2: This isn't PPR, though. It's standard.
1: Standard scoring. No. All the best th- is standard scoring. Bottom line is, no. I don't think that he makes 13 points or better, or right. 14.
2: Dave? I think he gets 70 yards and a touchdown.
1: So
0: that's only 13.
2: Correct. That's a no for me.
0: Wow. You know, what's interesting is because we kept being unanimous, I moved the line here at the last second. And you're still going to uh, say I was no. going to set the line at 13. <laughs> you're still
2: going to say no, though.
1: I'm
0: going to say yes just to be contrary. Ah, uh, okay. Uh-huh. Hey, wait, contrarian. Jason.
1: I think we need to make another bet, then. Ooh. What's the bet?
0: I'm not going to make a bet on this because, like I said, I'm just saying yes to say yes. Well, I... Uh... I don't know if that makes we sense. We like bets here on Drake Five. Yeah, What's the Come bet? on, Jason. What's the bet? Nut up. You need to spit out the bet if you want me to consider it. I need
1: to spit out the bet. What are you You're just like demanding that I make a bet with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like I like bets. What don't we just bet a good bomber? I mean a bomber of your choice. About what? Reasonably. About Buck Allen? Yeah, whether or not he breaks fourteen points.
0: Okay. Can I can I have fourteen point zero?
1: Fourteen point zero. Right. Yeah, so if fine. he gets to fourteen, okay. Oh, man. You know what's going to happen now? You know what? Yeah, so many times I've lost fantasy leagues by less than a point this year. So you know what's going to happen is to get like 14.1. Oh, boy. There's two teams
0: that I have in the one league. And two games this year I won by a combined less than .5 points. All right. One of them was uh, to Troy here.
1: Thanks for rubbing that. In the wound. Let's move on.
0: You know, I'm here for you, buddy. What do we got? Uh, So the final guy here is Gary Barnage. So he was the tight end pickup of the year. Um, He had six double-digit scoring weeks in a row. In a row? Uh, So lately he hasn't been playing as well. Menzel is his quarterback. Menzel sort of knows how to get the ball to him. It seems like he needs a little bit of time to do that. Uh, So will Barnage put up 7.5 points against San Francisco?
2: 7.5 in a standard?
1: In a standard league. No. Is that all you're going with? Yes, Johnny Manziel well, sucks. Well, now, well, now we know why I lead everything off. Okay. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no, actually, it. it's funny because I have to agree with Dave. No, is uh, my explanation as well. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think Johnny. <laughs> you guys agree Man- about all of these. Well, I, I don't think Johnny Manziel knows how to actually play football on the NFL level. No, so. I don't either. Yeah. Um, Gary Barnbert, uh, Barnage is a uh, tight end, which. It can take a certain skill set for a quarterback to really look that way. Well, Manziel, for I don't your, think it's going to happen. For
2: your information, has provided Barnage with a uh, higher than that fantasy point game. However, I don't think it's going to happen, and I think so I'm going to hedge we my bet on the last one You're and say yes. yes as well. Okay.
1: Yeah. What are the odds that Johnny Manziel is a hangover going into this game? So, Jason one will, and two. Jason better will, than Barnridge getting his points. Jason will lose doubly so, <laughs> or he won't lose at all. Or I'll split.
0: <laughs> so our tiebreaker will be how many times will Troy be arrested
1: oh, next week? You assholes! <laughs> no, is, no, no.
2: Is that really the question? No, because I would probably go with one. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it
0: depends. Over um, under point five. It seems Do like I the right risk answer. Risk
1: driving my vehicle tomorrow or not? Oh, See, boy. that's
0: what I'm saying. Oh. You know, there may be opportunities. You need targets to get receptions.
2: All right, so <laughs> so what, what's the real we'll question? really
0: say? How about we do most points in the Hop League next week? Whoever has the most points wins the tiebreaker. Does
1: this include non-playoff
0: teams? Well, because in that <laughs> league, you're supposed to be trying to yeah. score the most points to win the high score pool. Still, everyone's still trying to get points there.
1: That's not really
2: a fair tiebreaker.
0: Okay, then how about the most points in the confidence pool next week?
1: Because we all play in the same confidence pool.
2: Yes, I think that's fair tiebreaker. Okay. No.
1: I don't know how well I've done that confidence pool, but it can't be that good. You haven't just, won yet. Just next week. <laughs> just week fourteen. Just week fourteen. Of, of course, yeah, Dave, because all of a sudden things are going to change.
0: Of course, Dave wants because he just won his third week last week.
1: No,
2: I didn't.
0: Oh, he almost won his third week.
2: Okay. Anyway, uh, I think yes, that that sounds great. So yeah, most points in the confidence pool, and then if uh, we are tie, uh, if we're a tie on that, then the tiebreaker in the confidence pool. So let's uh, let's continue. Uh, move past these trends, but thank you Jason for putting those on. Putting on the Ritz, you know, it's very nice. We appreciate it. Some weird stereo going on here.
0: That's the, you know, nice thing that you have when you have nice equipment. You can play with fun stuff like that. Alright, so, uh, every week what we've been doing is drafting a team right we take a team based on this week's rankings uh and then we just see what the hell was gonna happen so uh last week we had miguel on uh our bet was for um, game of thrones beers at the game of thrones premiere and i think that the bet that we make here um should be that the losers have to buy the winner book six when it comes out how about that? Uh, you know what? I'm a big fan of that. Dave, are you done with that? Losers got to split book six. Like, get the hardcover for the winner.
2: Okay. Okay. Deal. And I'm
0: talking like pre-order that bitch so that you have it as soon as possible. Got it. Because we all, as soon as we get it, are going to want to burn through it.
2: Yeah, he's on fire. Uh. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So last week. Dave, congratulations! You are the winner from last week. You had 105 points. Shazam! Um, highlights on your team: You had Drew Brees, you had Doug Baldwin, both of them put up over 20. David Johnson had a big week David as well. David Johnson, yeah, you're a he big fan amazing. of him last week. Miguel had a lot of solid players. He scored I heard 85. You like Johnson, <laughs> he was in second place. Uh, you know, Eli Manning, Mark Ingram, Sammy Watkins, all did well for him. Uh, I had a terrible team. Uh, I had Jarvis Landry with .5. I had Travis Benjamin with 0, which sucks because I did have uh, Buck Allen or Javorius. Uh, I had Delaney Walker, so um, if I would have had a few better replacements, I would have probably done well. Uh, So that will be, obviously, for the Game of Thrones Bombers. Um, So this matchup, uh, we're going to start Troy. Uh, You get to pick what position you want to go with first. So we're just doing a regular lineup in a uh you know, standard Yahoo scoring league. So just like our drink five league, which you are in, um, so that same scoring, that same kind of roster. It's non PPR, right? Non PPR, one quarterback, two running back, three wide receivers. So you can pick a slot. You say, I want to do W R two, or I wanna do the quarterback.
1: Why don't we start with W R one?
0: Or I'm sorry, R B one. RB one, okay. Uh so from R B one we'll be choosing uh, guys number 9, 10, and 11. Uh, so, let me pull up my list here. We've got David Johnson, Dave's favorite Johnson, uh, D'Angelo Williams, and Lamar Miller. Who starts? Troy. Uh, you he jerk. gets to start here.
1: I'm going to take Lamar Miller.
0: Okay. Holy shit. Uh, Dave, you want to go counterclockwise today? Since we hey, this seem is the guy always, you tr- go, try always go clockwise clock. in this. So, we can go counterclockwise. Why don't today. you
2: want to go clockwise?
0: I, I, I'm giving. I'm deferring. I'm letting you go Cause, second
1: because
2: he knows what position's up next. I would certainly <laughs> like to. Yes. No,
0: because the per- no, because he'll get to pick what position we do next. Okay. Uh, so hang on, I got to write down Troy's. But you get to pick between the other two guys, uh, D'Angelo Williams
2: and David Johnson. I will. I will easily take David Johnson. I love D'Angelo Williams, but he's playing Cincinnati. I think David Johnson is gonna uh, like the coach said today. Give him 25 carries. Arizona has a great offense.
0: And I guess I settle for D'Angelo Williams. You know, Pittsburgh really does have a couple of tough matchups, but I think at least one of these games, they're still going to put up a lot of points.
2: Um, I think they're going to put up points in both of them personally, but that's because I'm a fan. (laughs) Sure, sure.
0: So the replacement there, if any of those guys are out, is Matt Forte. Um, Dave, what position would you like to go with next?
2: Okay, so I would like to go with RB2.
0: RB two, we're gonna pick from 19, 1920 and 21. Running back, it up. So uh, we've got Darren McFadden, Ryan Matthews, and Legarrette Blunt. Replacement would be Eddie Lacy if not one of those guys can't go.
2: Really, Fat Eddie it's Lacy. McFadden and and. Oh, Fat
1: Eddie Lacy.
2: Eddie Lacy's the replacement. Fuck. <laughs> Legarrette Blunt, this is terrible. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm.
0: Darren McFadden, Ryan Matthews, LeGarrette Blunt.
2: What are the matchups again?
0: Uh, Darren McFadden is at Green Bay. Ryan Matthews is playing Buffalo at home. And LeGarrette Blunt is at Houston on Monday night. Or maybe Sunday night. I think it's Sunday night.
2: Okay. I'm going to take a chance. um, Take a chance, Dave. And I'm going to bet Darren McFadden. All right.
0: Um... I go next and I'm going to take Ryan Matthews. And then Troy gets left with uh, the blunt. One LeGarrette blunt. All right. And then let's see. Next we've got hmm what position do I want to do? I think I will pick quarterback. So we're going to do quarterback 9 10 11. Right now, that would be Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, and Aaron Rodgers. It's an interesting mixture there—a bunch of veteran guys who haven't, um, you know, who either have tough matchups or haven't been playing well. Uh, So Drew Brees is playing at Tampa, Roethlisberger is at Cincinnati, and Rodgers is home playing Dallas. Uh, So uh, the. uh, I don't know who I want to pick here. I kind of want to lean towards Ben. Oh, but he's got that tougher matchup. Yeah, I'm going to still. I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he's, you know, I'm riding on him on several different fantasy teams right now. What do we have left? So, Troy, you've got to choose between Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. What are the matchups? Aaron Rodgers is playing Dallas at home, I think. And uh, Drew Brees is playing. Uh, Tampa Bay at home, or
1: in Tampa Bay. That's tough, man. Uh, you know what? I gotta go, with Drew Brees. All right, and then Dave gets Aaron Rodgers. Oh, shucks. <laughs> his lookalike, his doppelganger.
2: Oh, sort of.
1: At you least know, you, I always at thought... least you have a real girlfriend.
2: Yes, his is fake. Calling it out. Uh, I always thought that
0: Dave was kind of a doppelganger until I met a guy in a, one of my fantasy leagues who really is an Aaron Rodgers doppelganger. He goes to Wisconsin, and he doesn't pay for beer. He looks just like Aaron
2: Rodgers. You, you, you say that because he said that. It doesn't make it true.
0: Um, it's absolute truth, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely.
2: Uh, so, Troy, what position do you
0: want to pick for next? <laughs> we have the wide receiver, tight end, kicker, defense. Make it interesting. Let's go kicker. Okay. (laughs) If you want to pick kicker first, you can pick kicker first. Uh, So our kicker is going to be 9, 10, 11. Uh, So currently that would be uh, Justin Tucker, Mike Nugent, and Adam Vinatieri. Shit. Justin Tucker is playing Seattle. Nugent is playing Pittsburgh. Vinatieri is in Jacksonville.
1: I regret my decision immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Who's Nugent got again? Pittsburgh. 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 I'm going to take Nugent. All right,
0: the Cincinnati kicker, Mike Nugent for Troy. You should take a shot as like a stupid move in a draft for doing that. Like we have with our other rule. Dave, you're up next. Uh, You've got to choose between Justin Tucker and Adam Vinatieri.
1: Pretty sure I know who you're going to take. Dave's not happy with my pick.
2: Hmm... I like, uh, I, like, write it in. I like I like I like I like Mister Justin Tucker.
0: Yep, and I have Adam Vinatieri. Alrighty. Um, next up, Dave, you get to pick uh, wide receiver, tight end, defense. W- which all wide res- of the wide receivers are available still.
2: Wide receiver one. Yes, of course. Bring exactly. it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring
0: it. So wide receiver one, we're gonna do 9, 10, 11. That would be Mister Sammy Watkins who's playing at Philadelphia. Ooh. Mike Evans, home versus New Orleans. Larry Fitzgerald playing in Minnesota. Mr.
2: Sammy Watkins. Mr. Sammy Watkins. I love that guy. All right, Dave.
0: Um, Guys I choose between remaining... The remaining guys that I choose between are going to be Mike Evans and Larry Fitzgerald... I think I'm going to take Fitzy this, in this game. I think he's going to put up 100 and a touchdown after having broken, or at least tied some records last week. Uh, they've got a nice matchup against a really injured defense. Okay. And then Troy, your default pick is... Why do I have to look it up again? Um, Mike Evans. He's shown up on this like game that we play most weeks now. Um... So, Troy, what position do you want to take? Or, no, it's my, my turn. No, it's WR2. Dave's turn. Dave just picked from WR1. Oh, uh, you're right. I'm going to do WR2. That's 19, 17, 18, 19. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Jeremy Macklin, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, Cooks is playing at Tampa Bay. Macklin is home versus San Diego. And Landry is home versus the Giants. Um, I'm going to take Jeremy Macklin, my guy.
1: Troy? I was really hoping he was going to land to me, man. He's hot right now. Yeah, he uh, is. I like Jarvis Landry. Okay, and then that would
0: leave Dave with Brandon Cooks. Good luck. All right, Troy, uh, you have the WR3, tight end, and defense to choose from.
1: Let's see WR3.
0: Okay, so we're going to pick um, 25, 26, and 27. What are we betting on for this? This is the, the, the two book. losers have to buy the winner book six of Game of Thrones. Like, order
2: it, get it, get exciting. it out there. All right. Continue.
0: <laughs> you guys seemed
1: excited at the time. No, he's, I mean, George R.R. Dave R- just really feels like he's going to win. He doesn't win, think that it's so ever going to happen. Be George
2: R.R. R. Martin is a really exciting guy that's very poignant, and it's, he's on, like, uh, a good schedule. He's very, you know... Uh, you got a problem with George R. R. Martin, Dave? I don't think he... I... Will Book 6 ever come out, Dave? Book six. No. <laughs> <I don't>. Wow. <laughs> Not not anytime soon, but, but okay. This could be the unresolved bet of our lifetime. <laughs> that never comes out. I mean, he, he's probably like as... Uh, it, it's probably... The odds are that he'll die in a pool, like, you know, back up. Uh, probably as likely as writing this novel. Okay. Right? No? In a chair? <laughs> Over a bag of Cheetos. Yeah,
1: I like that better. <laughs> the okay. Cheetos. The Not Cheetos. The he wouldn't seat. go in a pool. I mean, that's no, just yeah, ridiculous. I mean, come on, exactly. I mean, oh, really? Why would he be in a pool? I don't know. Why would George R. R. Martin? Dude, I go don't in like pool? taking my shirt off. Like, does George R. R. Martin really like taking his shirt off?
2: I think under his shirt, he's actually a Star Wars. I think character. if he
1: goes in the pool, he would still be wearing one of those hats and the shirt. And no, just Is suspenders. He that guy suspenders oh, and just the hat. suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> and now I gotta go throw up. Yikes! So
0: <laughs> Troy uh, wr three. You're going to be picking between Emmanuel Sanders, Danny Amendola, and Vincent Jackson. I'm
1: going to go... (laughs) I'm glad you got it. Uh, What are the matchups? Sanders is
0: playing home against Oakland. Amendola is at Houston. And Vincent Jackson is home versus New Orleans. You could have the entire... uh, <laughs> you can get Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans.
1: No, I'm not taking both. Double things. that up. Uh, I'll take. I'll take Sanders. v Jax.
0: All right, and that would leave me with Danny Amendola. Jesus, what?
1: Dave. Can I get it out of my mouth first? No,
2: please give me anyone versus New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to score at least twelve points. Anyone except Vincent Jackson. Why?
1: Because he is a walker.
2: I don't know what that means. So, Troy, you took. He Sanders. does not have a walker.
1: I mean, he's about that age. Oh, So, Dave, uh, tight
0: end or defense?
2: Uh, I'll take defense. I'm interested in defense. Yeah, okay,
0: He's not so interested in tight
1: ends.
2: No. At
0: defense, we're going to do 4, 5, and 6. Uh, that would be the Carolina Panthers playing Atlanta. I feel like
2: making this up as he goes along.
1: Yeah, really. I, I agree with you. <laughs> you can see it. I sent it
0: to you before the show started. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at Baltimore and the Denver Broncos home versus Oakland.
2: I I have to take Denver. Denver. Although technically in my rankings it goes Carolina, Seattle, Denver. Uh, but that's but that's based on an algorithm, and I I just Denver has been doing me well.
0: Hey man, year. I can get right in the hot hand and picking when when you pick you know between something that's that close together.
2: Right, and Denver gets in there and it makes me feel good. You know, you're
0: just going to be wrong. That's all. It's <laughs> okay. So Troy, uh, or no, I get to pick between. Carolina and Seattle. I'm going to pick Seattle because who the hell does Carolina? You know, does Baltimore have?
3: <laughs> right, they're just
2: going to turn the ball over a bunch. No big deal. They have Javorius Allen, who you you said would score a lot of points. Yeah, but he's
0: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly take. I can't. Carolina. You can't possibly but be but consistent. You in said all Atlanta of your was a trap events. game. So, all of you guys are crazy. They picked Detroit or Denver just to do that to us. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with
2: you. All right. So, five. So, there's one more tight end.
0: Tight ends. Uh, We're going to do 9, 10, and 11 on tight ends. This may be less exciting as that one. So, it's Julius Thomas, Scott Chandler, and Crockett Gilmore. And since Gilmore may not play, Benjamin Watson would be the backup. Um, I am going to go ahead and take the man on fire, Julius Thomas.
2: Man on fire. He's not on fire. Not Denzel Washington?
0: Uh, So Scott Chandler or Crockett Gilmore slash...
2: Nobody saw those movies?
0: Ben Watson. I I think I've
2: heard of the movie. Fair fair enough.
1: But
0: I've never seen it.
2: I get whoever you don't pick, so...
1: Wait, what are my options?
0: Your options are Scott Chandler or Crockett Gilmore. If Gilmore doesn't play, you get Ben Watson.
1: I'll take Chandler.
0: All right. And then Dave gets Crockett. Or if Crockett, he's not Gilmore. able to go,
2: which I don't think he'll go, actually. So I'll take, uh, I get who who's the backup. Ben Watson. That's fine with me.
1: I like Watson. I like Watson. <laughs> he would be our next guy up anyway. Well, so that I, made it a tough call. Because I like Watson.
2: Because you're technically picking someone that you're not actually picking yet.
0: But if Gilmore plays, you get him.
2: All right. Very good. Well, that's, that's an excellent thing. Uh, we've never done a tiebreaker for these, but we've never had to run into it uh i'm just wondering it, your opinion uh since we 've done this every week, if we were to tie, then what would we do to break the tie let 's come up with a rule just so that we would have it. Should it be quarterback points uh should it be um i don 't know um
0: not height not height good good idea try I like height as a
1: tiebreaker <laughs> <laughs> um i think u b points is a good one honestly. Defense, yeah, it could be points. points is fine. Ooh, defense is a good one. Quarterback's
2: more variable.
3: Uh, you, know, you can pick,
0: like, you know, of all the positions you picked first, how many points, how well did you do? That becomes too complicated. It is. It is. Okay. I, uh, I don't think that we'll see a tie. I've never seen a tie in fractional scoring in fo- fantasy football. But that doesn't mean it can't happen.
2: Okay. So, uh, quarterback points, we've decided, will be the tie right here. Sure. And if that becomes a tie, then you're just fucked.
0: Then, Yeah. Fuck off. Okay.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you. That's great. So uh, we have our two bets in. Uh, We've gone through uh, most of the player trends and uh, waiver wire pickups. I encourage all of you guys to go out there and and take some risks because the thing about the playoffs is you're not going to need to use every single person on your bench. You've gone through them already. So screw your bench. Your bench doesn't really matter. What matters is getting the players that give you the most upside possible. And for me, a lot of people will go out there and they'll say, I want all the handcuffs. That's a bad strategy, in my opinion. You go out there, you get all the people that could give you the most points in any situation. You don't get the handcuffs. If you get a bunch of handcuffs on your bench and you have to put in somebody, there's no value of a replacement player there. That's that's ridiculous. You have someone that could score one point in a game, as opposed to taking someone that could score 12 points. So go out there... Take some risky players, put them on your bench, and and have them available for you so that you can get the most points possible in every matchup.
1: I like that, and uh, you know what? Play defense too. You're going up against these guys; it's one and done time. Why not? Uh, Especially
2: leagues where there's like uh, four people that make the playoffs, and that's it. Right? Screw them.
1: Yeah. Look, look at the guys that are you're going up against this week. Look at the guy that you potentially could be going up against next week. Look at their needs. And you know what? Target those players. If you feel your team's strong enough, target those positions that those guys are going for. Mm -hmm.
0: Smart. That is definitely good advice. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. All right, so uh, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Um, I don't know if we cracked any other interesting beers, but... I had a good time drinking some beers with you guys. Uh, Make sure that you join us next week at 8.30 p.m. Central Time uh, when we will have someone on with us. Uh, Not sure exactly who that's going to be yet. Um, You can check us out in the meantime at our website, drink5.com. Follow us on Twitter at Drink5. You can check out our rankings, which are posted on our site. They're also on Fantasy Pros. Um, Make sure you consult all of that before you set your lineups for the week. Uh, Don't forget to set your waiver wires tonight, everybody. And unless you're in my league, then please forget. Uh, Any other places that people can check us out, Dave? Follow us on iTunes and give us reviews. All the places, Jason. All the places. Um, Email us, Jason at Drink5, Dave at Drink5. And um, just make sure to drink five is the important part. Cheers, guys.
3: Cheers.